Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Man, welcome. If, if you're joining us today, we're right in the middle of a family series. Just sound the trumpet, call 911. Can we thank Dylan Chase again? He's been over here with his girls. Thank you. Hey, and I'll, I'll just tell you right now, we've got him coming back tonight at six. If you've got a student going into the seventh grade through 12th grade, you come tonight to the ark, and we are gonna start this school year off right by blessing the Lord with our students and families and praying over them as they are the light that goes in. And I'm so thankful even this Wednesday that we get to go to our junior high and elementary at six o'clock and pray, and at 6.45 go to our high school. Is anybody thankful we're in a community where we can go pray over our teachers, our faculty, staff, and students. I am thankful. When we get to magnify the name of the Lord, I pray that there'll be somebody come that gets saved right there to kick off this new school year. So tonight, bring them. Six o'clock, we'll feed them, but they're going to get fed by God. That's the most important thing, all right? Well, I'm not going to unpack everything. I know we've got some things, but I want to just let my wife come up. Uh, Many of you know my wife. We are not just preaching something, we are living something. And I want her to testify to you how at the end of May, we sounded the trumpet, we called 911. James says, if anyone is sick in your house, you are to sound the trumpet, call the elders, let them come over and lay hands on you because the prayer of the righteous availeth much. Come on, somebody. Do you know that God still moves through our prayers? So my wife's gonna give you a testimony of how we're not just preaching it, we're living it. Okay, um, I'm still messed up from that spoken word. <laughs> man, God, men, I just want to say, keep rising up. We're here for you. <laughs> and, and I just want to say, you don't have to know it all. You, you just have to know the one, Jesus. So keep standing up, keep stepping up. And I, I just want to speak to the homes Without the Father in them, you are not less than. I just felt, I just felt like the Holy Spirit wanted to say that and just speak that out. You are not less than. You've messed up, you know, in as a as a man, you've walked away maybe from your family. You're not less than. God has such a heart for the ones who think they're less than, and I just want us to say that. It's not too late. And wives, those of you mothers that have been praying, keep praying. You keep praying, you keep calling out those things that you see in your fathers, in your husbands, in your sons. You keep calling them out and trusting God for something more than what you can see right now. I'm just telling you, keep praying. Um, 
God, I'm trying to gather my thoughts because I'm just so moved. I love, I, I mean, would you just look around? Just know there's men, as many men in this room as women. That's not, that's not everywhere. I, I'm so blessed and honored to be in a community and in a church where we see men coming stepping out, and I, I just want to honor you. I just want to honor you. Um, there's so much about Nehemiah that there's so much in it to learn about building, how to build family, and how to build community, but one of the things that I love is that everybody's building the same wall, and it puts everybody on the same, all, we're all on the same playing field. They're all doing the same work. These weren't just a whole bunch of wall builders. You know, I love the word distinguishes and says that there were perfume makers and goldsmiths and and Tommy kept laughing at me because he was like, you really are honing in on that. And I was like, I know, I don't know why, you know. Um, but this wasn't what they did. But they knew that they all had different callings and identities and purposes in, in their community but they knew if they didn't build this wall together, none of that was gonna matter. They had to build this wall and they had to do it together and they had to do it by families and it didn't matter if the family was one or 12. The work of the one affected the work of the 12. The, the, the work of the person the one family, one unit in their family, it mattered and it affected the family that had 10 or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? It mattered that every one of them showed up. Every one of what their hands did, it mattered. And I wanna say that to you. It matters that you show up. It matters that you're here. It matters that you show up in your home. Whether you're one or 12, it matters. So keep showing up. Keep speaking out. It matters. And one of the other things about them all building a wall is that it meant they, were, they all recognized they had one enemy and they were all susceptible to him. They were all susceptible to the same enemy. And I want to just remind you that we're all fighting one enemy. We have one enemy. We need to remember that in these walls and outside those walls. Amen? Amen. Amen. We have one enemy right now. And he's coming after our sons and our daughters. He's coming after our homes. He's coming after what we build. But what you build in the name of Jesus lasts forever. And you're gonna see that even in the physical as, as Tommy teaches some more, but they were all susceptible to the enemy. They all had the same need to sound the trumpet. We are not any different because we're pastors, ministers. We've had to sound the trumpet many times in our lives, but a couple of months ago, we needed to sound the trumpet. I was in some of the darkest days that I had ever been. My migraines and, and health had just taken over and it was too much. And it was taking a toll not only on me, but, but my family, on my husband. And we needed to sound the trumpet 
to know that we weren't alone. I needed to humble myself and say, I need help. I'm, I'm dying here. This is too much. It's too hard. And we called our pastor and our elders and we asked them to come. And you know what? They came running. And I just want to say the leadership we have in this church is like none we've ever served with. We were met that day with tears and love and words of encouragement. No condemnation, no shame. Just men that were coming and saying, I believe in you and I'm going to fight for you. And they showed it and they still do. And I love them so much. But I want to say this to you, that your struggle is worth fighting for. Your struggle is worth fighting for. You are worth fighting for. And Jesus is worth blessing, whether you've seen the breakthrough yet or not. I'm still in the middle of my healing. (laughs) But can I just tell you that this is the first morning since I don't remember that I'm not wearing earplugs to church. That's a praise to me. Now, it could be because my ears are full of fluid. (laughs) Still fighting a little. Can you hear it? (laughs) These allergies are kicking my butt. Um, But Jesus is greater. (laughs) But I'm not wearing earplugs. That's a huge, huge praise for me. So I want to say to you, you can sound the trumpet. You can sound a trumpet and go, hey, I don't know how to do this. Or, hey, I, I, I just need to be reminded that I'm not alone. I just needed to be reminded that I'm worth fighting for. What you have and what you carry and what you are called to, you are worth fighting for. And his name is worthy to be praised before the breakthrough, in the middle of the breakthrough, and after the breakthrough. And I'm here to just say, sound the trumpet. Because every time you do, his praise gets louder. Let the sound of our praise be the loudest voice on earth. And so that's what we want to be about here at the church at Bushland. We're tired of people feeling like the enemy's isolated you or made you alone. And so even from our staff, our pastors modeled well. Hey, if you need us, we're right here. Maybe you're new and you haven't seen these cards. There's one in the foyer, the connector. You pick it up. All you got to do is skew that little thing in the corner. It'll bring you up to a little thing where you fill out your information, and we'll call you this week. We've already had a dozen families reach out, and all we've done is come alongside, just like the elders did us, love them, encourage them, and point them back to what does God say, because he always fulfills his promises. Come on. Can anybody testify? Come on. Yeah. God fulfills his promises, and so you're not alone. 
This is what the kingdom of heaven is. It's families fighting for each other as God fights for us. And I'm thankful we're in a community where we get to do that together. So I wanna show you the evidence of this. Look at Nehemiah chapter six. I'm gonna take just a few moments here and then we're gonna, we're gonna have a response time because something, when, when we hear just God's word, it's for us. I know some of you go, well, I wish I would've heard that five years ago. Can I just tell you, there's not an expiration date on God's word. If, if, if he said it, he's saying it, and he'll continue to say it. And we can't go back and undo choices in our past, but how many of you know the choice Jesus made for you can heal that because that's what the blood of Jesus does. So I wanna show you, yes, I wanna show you in Nehemiah chapter six, the evidence of what happened as God positioned them up to this point to build this wall as they sounded the trumpet because they accomplished something that we are believing is gonna be accomplished in our families in the supernatural. We actually have a wall out here in the connector and we want you to put your stone, your family name, your scripture, some testimonies of God's faithfulness on it and we don't want no gaps up there. There's 120 plus spaces for families so I want every one of us, you, you belong. Just like Lana said, you belong. So fill that out today, next week. Get up on that wall, all right? Nehemiah had a word, and here's the message today. One word from God can change everything. Nehemiah's word came from Amos 9-11, from Isaiah 58, from the words of Jeremiah, those who preceded. Here's one of them out of 9-11, the 9 he, he had this word, I will repair its broken places. I will restore its ruins, and I'll build it as it used to be. Can I just tell you, some of you today just need to get one word from God and start standing on that promise and break agreement with the accuser of the enemy and start agreeing with the Prince of Peace. His name is Jesus. If you just need to be reminded, hope is a good word, and Jesus gave his life for you for that, because how many of you know hope deferred makes the heart sick? And I wasn't made to live without hope. I was made to live in hope. Colossians actually says, Christ in me is the hope of glory, and that's why the enemy pushes back on you and your family. The last thing he wants is a bunch of sons and daughters walking around filled with hope and joy and peace and going, you can have what I have. Doesn't mean it's always gonna be easy, but it means we're victorious, and because Jesus overcame, I will too. So here's the evidence of Nehemiah with a word from God leading the people to push back on accusation, to push back on attack, to push back on just discouragement. Uh, Nehemiah 6.15. So the wall was completed on the 25th of Elul in 52 days. Did you see the miracle that just happened? They had laid in ruins for a number of years, but Nehemiah had a word, and he led the people underneath that word, and God did a miracle for them, and God will do a miracle for you. Does anybody believe God's still doing miracles? Here's what he did, all right? In 52 days, and as a result, in verse 16, when all our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid. They lost their self-confidence instead of us being afraid and losing ours. The enemy did because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. Is anybody thankful that God is fighting for you and your family? Jesus has given his life that we can walk in victory from victory. And so there is the completion of those who are willing to sound the trumpet that we would not fight against each other, for each other, that led to this beautiful 
day in Nehemiah chapter eight, because check this out. Leading up to this, I'll give you just a quick background, and here's, here's the last thing I'm gonna share, all right, out of Nehemiah. I will read some of Nehemiah eight. There was a, a generation that was disobedient, and because of their disobedience, Babylon overcame Jerusalem. It was prophesied. He told them, God just said, hey, if you'll just choose to obey, if you'll just choose to walk in the covenant, blessing comes out of that. We get in a mess because I've either made some choices or someone has made some choices that I have not forgiven yet. And they found themselves 70 years without the presence of God. The glory departed. You can read about it in Chronicles. So there's a generation that's come back into Nehemiah now to rebuild this wall, and they've not heard the word. Can you imagine your family going 70 years without hearing a word from God? And I looked up historically what took place in that 70-year period. Now listen to this. In the absence of truth, in the absence of God's word, in the absence of his glory, thank God we're in the new covenant. Can I just tell you the glory can never depart again because it came in the person of Jesus and is continually being poured out by the Holy Spirit and Jesus is coming again even with greater glory, amen? But listen, you still gotta respond to the word to get in on it in your marriage, in your family, in your house. In this 70-year period, Buddha was born and Confucius was born. Now, those two names, you've heard them. They maybe have not directly impacted you, but there's parts of the world, millions have been deceived underneath Confuciusism, a religion apart from God. Millions have been deceived under Buddha apart from God. Neither one of those point to Jesus. And I just was led, listen to me, in the absence of that, the Lord put this question on my heart. So what is the enemy trying to birth in your house in the absence of God's word being proclaimed and praised and prayed? Listen to me. You heard the legacy, the spoken word this morning. You heard Lana give testimony to it. I'm just wondering around in this room, can we stop letting the enemy birth things of destruction in our house by picking up the bread of life, the sword of the spirit, the word of God, his name is Jesus. Can we start reading it again in our homes? Can we start praying it again in our homes? Can we start praising it again in our homes and watch the enemy have to resist and go? Come on, somebody. This is the blueprint. This is the design. His name is Jesus. Do you know why our homes get to the place they do? Because we stop declaring his word. And you know what it looks like? It's just really simply this. God, remind me who you are. Will someone in your house just take the authority in Jesus' name when you feel chaos come, when you feel the tension come? Will someone in your house just go, God, remind us what you say? God, remind me what you say about me. Remind me what you say about my spouse. Remind me what you say about my children. Come on, somebody. If you've got Christ in you, the hope of glory, all we gotta do is open up the words and let the word go out and watch the enemy be defeated and not you and your family. The word has been rediscovered. That which was lost is now found. Our pastor said it. As for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. How are you gonna do it? Agree with God's words. Speak them over your house. Pray them over your house. In our house, Mia was in our first service she, uh, and I shared this about her. Lana can testify. Lana taught uh, Mia the sign language for peace. And it's just to put your hands together and bring them down. And it's like you take a breath just as you do that, just to release the peace. 
Well, every once in a while, it's not often, but Lana and I, you know, we can, you can see that we're, we're not agreeing well in that moment, all right, okay? And hey, Mia, watch this, what, watch what Mia does. That which Lana sewed into her to help her in times where she needed the peace of God, Mia doesn't hesitate when she sees that mom and dad need a breakthrough, need a healing, need an encouragement, she'll step right in between us and she'll go, peace. Come on, somebody. Can I tell you what doesn't continue? The dissension. Can I tell you what gets welcomed? The peace of God. Out of the mouth of babes, they'll praise the Lord, and the enemy is silenced, and God can now speak, and we can hear what he says. Let's stop making this hard. Let's start using the tools that God's given us in the power of the Holy Spirit and walk in the blessing that Jesus gave his life for. Why should we settle for anything less if Jesus gave it all? Look at Nehemiah 8. Look at their response to the word. When the seventh month, verse one, came and the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people assembled as one man. Look at the unity in the square before Watergate. Look at that gate. Water is a picture of just making things clean. There's living and activity. The husbands, water your word. I mean, water your wives with the word of God. Here it is. They're just doing it right here in the water gate. They told Ezra the scribe, bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded for Israel. So here on this first day of the seventh month, this is the Jewish New Year. It's the Feast of Trumpets. It's the sound of victory. It's the sound of celebration. It's the sound of the lost being found. It's the sound of bringing the word of God back to the forefront. God, what do you say? Because we want to walk in that. So on that first day, Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, which was made up of men and women and all who were able to understand. Watch what happens. He reads it aloud from daybreak till noon as he faced the square before Watergate in the presence of the men, women, and others who could understand. And all the people listened attentively to the book of the law. Ezra the scribe stood on a high wooden platform built for the occasion. Beside him on his right stood all these, these different people. Verse five, Ezra opened the book. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're welcome. All the people could see him because he was standing above them. And watch what he does. He opens it and the people all stood up in reverence of the word. Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, just like we did today. You're the great I am. And all the people lifted their hands, just like we did today, and they responded, amen and amen. And then they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Verse eight, they read from the book of the law of God, making it clear and giving the meaning so that people could understand what was being read. Then Nehemiah, the governor, Ezra, the priest, and the scribe, and the Levites, who were instructing the people, said to them, this day is sacred to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep, for all the people had been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. There was a response, and Nehemiah said, go enjoy choice food and sweet drinks. Send some to those who have nothing. Look at that heart of gratitude and giving out of the kingdom of God as the words rediscovered. This day is sacred to the Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is our strength. There's that verse if you wanna know where it is. The joy of the Lord is our strength. In verse 11 and 12, the Levites calmed all the people, be still for this is a sacred day and do not grieve. And then watch, all the people went away to eat and drink, send portions of food and celebrate with great joy because now they understood the words that had been made known to them. Can we celebrate the reading of the word of God this morning? Come on, like this is it. There's a response. There's a response. There's hope for us. I wanna ask Tanner and Brandy to come. Three, four years ago, 
they had an opportunity to sound the trumpet. They're gonna share just this testimony of what that looked like in their life, and then we're gonna give our opportunity in this room to respond, God, to the word. His name is Jesus. So we all welcome Brandy and Tanner as they come. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Tommy. Can we give a hand for Tommy? If you don't get excited over that, then, then I don't know. I know. And the kids, kids, congratulations on y'all's baptism today. Parents, well done. Oh, I got to have the mic up. First time I didn't have it up. So, so I want to um, just tell a story about the first time that I really, as a man, sounded the trumpet. Um, uh, we're here to talk about the um, first time that I met Nathan and Brandy Colwell. Um, so Brandy and I were struggling um, as new parents. Um, as newlyweds, we were probably married two years. And we had a one-year-old son. And so we, you guys know what that's like, having a newborn baby and a new marriage. And Brandy just started a new career. She had just taken over a management position out at Pantex. And so we were struggling through everything. Our marriage was going downhill fast. So um, um, Michael uh, Trumbly invited us to a, a marriage retreat. He said, come out to this. And so I did what every husband does. I agreed with my wife when she said, hey, we're going to this. I said, okay, we're going, right? I'll appease that, right? I'll make her happy. I'm tired of fighting about it. So we went. And the first day, we went through the motions. I, I just did, did what I had to do, right? And the second day, um, they started talking about um, being a spiritual leader of your household as a man. What, what does that look like? And I had never been taught that. I grew up without a dad. Nobody ever said, hey, this is, son, this is how you do it. Follow this path, and then you'll, you'll succeed in life. So I, I felt this stir in me, a little nudge. And uh, I started crying, and Brandy's like, what are you crying about? I don't normally cry. And so I, I said, I don't know. She said, okay, we'll figure it out afterward. And so at the end, they called, had an altar call, and I felt that nudge again. So I grabbed Brandy's hand, and I said, we're going up to the front. Brandy and Nathan Colwell were up there, walked up to them and said, hey, I don't know what to do as a father and a leader and as a son of God. And they spent probably 30, 45 minutes afterward talking to me. And I cannot tell you what all they said because it was straight through them from God. I can never repay them for that. It's something I can't, I can't explain. I'm going to get choked up because I can see Nathan. You guys don't know Nathan a month later baptized me right over here. He, he means a lot to me. Tommy too, Jeff, several men in this house that I can't, I can't put words into. So that's my word for you guys. Like, if you guys feel that, we're not alone. Yeah. Nobody here in this room is alone. Yeah. I have my wife with me. I lead our house as a spiritual leader. I fail often. I fail. I mean, we're going to fail. We're going to fall down. But the men in this church will pick you back up and show you the way. And so Brandy's going to share with you now what happens at, because we were scared to leave that retreat because of the way we had both grown. What we felt when we were there was something special, something I can never, nobody can ever take that away from me. So we were scared to come back home because what if we lost it? What if the devil crept back in and took that from us? So she's going to share with us kind of what happened after we left there. So after we returned from the marriage retreat, um, we didn't know exactly what to do. We were still feeble and, and knew we wanted to, to continue. And so had a good friend who nudged, drug pulled us to, us to a life group. And, um, you know, we joined the life group thinking, okay, we'll go learn. Well, it turns out you get involved, right? And um, you have these friends who, who come alongside you and teach you about the word. Um, Tiffany Downey, every time I go to her with a problem with my son, because she's an educator, I'm like, what do I do? And she's like, well, what does the Bible say about that? I'm like, I asked you, Tiffany, help me, you know. Um, and, and through that life group, you know, 
I have a house full of boys. I don't know what to do with that. And so I sneak away and I call Marsh Maxwell and we talk on the phone in the closet for two and a half hours at night, you know, just to help get get through that. Um, as the mask, they, they don't go away, right? This is a journey. It's not sounding the trumpet once. You can do that multiple times. And as the mask crept back in, you know, I don't have a great poker face. Sometimes I work at, walk into church and you can tell what type of morning I've had. And, you know, life group member Megan, she comes over and she's like, we're going to go to lunch today. She didn't ask. She told me so that, so that we can go and we can talk about it. We've brought a lot of bizarre things to our life group and said, we don't know what to do. And we haven't shocked them yet. Your problems are not unique. There is somebody out there who has been through what you have been through. So we've, we've given you a ton of names. That's just a ton of resources that you can reach out to. Um, and so I know this sounds like an infomercial for marriage retreat or life groups. That's not my intent. My intent is to tell you all you have to do is take one simple step, one simple step, just step out into the aisle and God and we will meet you right where you're at. So thank you again. Man, that's it, y'all. I'm going to ask the worship team to come out. Brandon's going to come join me as well. And so. There's been a lot happening in this service, and God is with us. He's for you, and he's with you. His heart is wide open to yours, and so here's the, here's the thing. As his word goes out, we get to respond to it. Hebrews 3.19 is a, 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 a verse that hurts my heart. It literally says that the word was without effect for the people in the promised land because they had more unbelief and more doubt. And I just want to say to you today, you've heard the word of God go out. You've been given an opportunity. And when you respond, that's, that's, not, that's not a bad thing. No, nobody's judging you in this place. This is a safe place where we get to walk in the fullness of all Jesus said yes to. And so we want that to be the norm in this place. We're coming alongside you. We're fighting for the breakthrough that Jesus gave his life for. If you haven't heard, you can sign up for those life groups in the foyer that connect. We'll get you plugged in as those launch September 12th. I want us just to stand. We're blowing the shofar every week because it's just a, the sound, the trumpet. This is what they would have blew back in their day. They still blow this in the, in the Jewish holidays. It's being blowed every day through the month of Elul, which we just entered in. And it's just a sound of victory. It's a sound of triumph. It's a sound of breakthrough. It's a sound of healing. It's a sound of help is on the way. It's a sound of just Jesus saying it is finished. And so I'm gonna pray for us, and then Brandon's gonna blow that. Ministry teams, you get in place, and you respond. If you come and let somebody pray for you, amen. But respond to the Lord with your heart where you are all over this place. So God, this morning, we thank you. You are the great I am. And we're gonna continue to confess, God, with our lips, you are the Lord and there is no other. Just one word from you can change everything. So God, I pray for every home, every marriage, every family, God, that as our pastor challenges us, this spoken word, your word, as for me and my house, God, we're gonna serve you. 
And God, we're gonna go back into our homes and we're gonna read your word. We're gonna pray your word. We're gonna praise your word. And God, if we need help, we're gonna sound the trumpet knowing that we've been placed in a bigger family right here at this church as part of the kingdom. So we bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.